Yeah, I was just listening, singing at the same time, and I wanted to say, let's continue to sing. Wow. You know, because I often think, where would a church be without song? You know, I often think about that. Where would the church be without the songs? And to hear the voices putting together these words and all biblical. We were learning scriptures at the same time we were singing. And that's the beauty about singing these songs. Bow with me in prayer, please. Our Father who is our God, our maker, our redeemer, and our friend. Lord, we say thank you for the privilege that we have to come and sing songs of praise and worship to you. Lord, we ask you this afternoon to grant that we would hear, not only with our ears, Lord, but with our hearts. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the privilege of having the the opportunity to come here and worship here this afternoon. And Lord, I just pray that we are able to appreciate this time that we have together without being disturbed, Lord. So right now, Lord, we just ask you to do what only you can do and help us, Lord, to understand the gospel, Lord, that we may go forth, Lord, and proclaim it, Lord, to a world that needs Jesus Christ. Lord, we have prayed these things in no other name but our Lord and God. And all God people say, Amen. That song, Oh, Worship the King, is a favorite of mine. I, I really like that song. I really, really like that song. And in fact, about that one year, I had that song as a uh, devotional song for uh, my devotion. But I'm going to speak to you this afternoon in regards to commissions. In fact, about it, it plays right into the hand this morning when Deacon Tim called the group up that we may pray for them. In fact, about it, over in Matthew chapter 28, these words are recorded. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. And I tell you, that's one of the greatest promises in all the Bible, that Jesus Christ will be with us always. Now, as I read that, it said, observe all that I have commanded you. This is a decree, you know, by God. It's something that we must do. And it was a blessing this morning to be part of this, sending this group out uh, this morning because they are being obedient to God. This church is being obedient to God to go. And that's what I want to look at. We are very, very familiar with that particular commission, but I want to look at some other commissions as well. So if you have your Bible, turn to Matthew chapter 9, verse 13. Matthew chapter 9, verse 13. 
And remember, I'm talking about commissions. And hear this word. But let me just back up and just read a few more verses to try to put it in context. I'm going to start at verse 10. And as Jesus reclined at the table in the house, behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and were reclining with Jesus and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? But when he heard it, he said, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick, in verse 13, go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice, for I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. And the point I'm trying to make in this is, this is a commission where Jesus is encouraging these disciples to go and learn. This is the implication. Go and learn what it is that we must go and learn. And he wanted them to go and learn divine truth. Well, we know the Sadducees and Pharisees did not advocate the truth of the gospel. Uh, they advocated uh, something out of uh, the Talmud, the T-A-L-M-U-D. That was their commentary, not so much of the word of God. And over and over, Jesus would challenge them in regards to their tradition. And this is what they would line up, relying upon for their salvation, their tradition. So now Jesus is challenging them to go and learn divine truth. And that's a commission. That's what we should be doing. And that's what we are doing. We come to Sunday school to learn divine truth. We come to church to learn divine truth. And truth has a definite meaning. We serve God who love, who is a God of love, who is a God of mercy and truth, and he expects the same of us. Because in that particular verse, he say, I desire mercy and not sacrifice and the knowledge of God more than burnt offering. And this is what they was not doing. And divine truth is not relative. It's not relative to one experience, nor is it relative to one desires, nor is it relative to one nationality. And today, a lot of truth is relative. But God say, go and learn divine truth. And if you recall, over in the book of Hosea, it talks about God people were perishing because of a lack of truth. They were being destroyed for a lack of knowledge. So the cause of man's problem is lack of is not lack of knowledge. It does not stem from a shortage of information, but rather from rejection, rejection of information. And that's basically what was happening here with the Sadducees and Pharisees, is they were rejecting divine truth. Now, how do we go and learn divine truth? Some quality we need to go and learn. That is, we must value truth. It's very, very important that we value the truth. It is very, very important that we listen to godly wisdom. 
It's very, very important that we be truth seekers. And we must use God's word to learn the truth. Now, I kind of say this in regards to truth. And, 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 and Proverbs talks about this a lot in regards to uh, wisdom. And we know that wisdom is a skill to discern and to judge which aspects of knowledge are true or right and lasting and how does it apply to our lives. Because we get knowledge which is nothing but facts and ideals that we acquire through studying, through research, through investigation, through observation, through experience, but yet we must run that knowledge through wisdom. That is so important. Say, for instance, a doctor can go off to school and spend 12 or 13 years in med school and then go and sit up in an abortion clinic. You see that his knowledge is not being applied correctly based upon the knowledge of God. He needs wisdom in order to apply that correctly. Okay? So that's another commission outside of uh, the Great Commission, to go and learn truth. Another uh, commission is can be found in Matthew chapter 8, verse 1 through 4. So turn to Matthew chapter 8, and I'm going to read verses 1 through 4. <clears throat> when he came down from the mountain, great crowds followed him. And behold, a leper came to him and knelt before him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, see that you say nothing to anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a proof to them. So here's another command. He is saying, go. Just as the Great Commission, he's saying, go. In this particular case, he is talking to a leper. And he is saying, you have received something from me? Go and show yourself to the priest. Okay? So we see that Jesus is able and willing to forgive this man's sin. He's able to completely heal from sin. And he's willing, willingly able to do that. So Jesus would declare you clean from sin if you go and show yourself and tell the world what he has done for you. That is very, very important that we as Christians, what God does for us, that we share it, that we tell it. When I was a little boy growing up in church, testimonies was really, really important. And they would allow people to testify what it is that God is doing for you. And people would stand up and tell what it is the Lord was doing for them. And that would impact the faith of others within the congregation who faith may not be where a more mature person faith is at. So he is encouraging this leper to go and tell. So we must go and tell as well. 
And here is another commission. And it can be found in Mark chapter 5, verses 18 through 19. So turn over there with me. Mark 5, and I'm going to read verses 18 through 19. Start at verse 18. As he was getting into the boat, the man who had been possessed with demons begged him that he might be with him. And he did not permit him, but said to him, Go home to your friends and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has mercy on you. Okay? So here's another command by Jesus telling a demonic slavery man who is possessed to go and tell. And what he wants this demonic man to go and tell is the freedom from the bondage of sin that God has bestowed upon him. He has been released from this traumatic experience of being demon-possessed. So now Jesus encourages him to go and tell the story, just as the song that we sung a few minutes ago. So we as Christians need deliverance from the power of Satan. Jesus can free us. Go tell those who are still enslaved by sin of freedom in Jesus Christ. Tell our friends, we tell family members, we tell strangers, we tell all who are willing to listen. Preach the good news to everyone. Never forget that we Christians were slaves to sin once too. And we desire for them to be free of sin just as Christ has freed us. So, this is perhaps the shortest message that you would ever get from me. In conclusion, you have heard that we have been charged by Jesus Christ, as far as the Great Commission is concerned, to go and make disciples. And we thank God that this church has a heart to support people who desire to go and do that. He is not calling everyone to go, but we can support that group in some aspect or another through giving, we can su support them through prayer, etc., etc. So we thank God for Haven having the heart to go out and do what God has commanded us to do. Also on Sunday to Sunday, we gathered here to learn, which is a blessing in itself. And also, we have other opportunities during our daily devotion to learn as well. But collectively, we come together as a church to learn as a body. In fact about it, the deacons are setting something up on Wednesday night that we can continue to do that because we want to further look a little deeper into mission because that's the command. That is the command to fulfill that great commission. And also we saw a scripture where God encouraged a young man to go and show himself. And that is being obedient to the gospel command. 
And also we saw an illustration where Jesus Christ encouraged and commanded a young man to go and tell, to share the word of salvation with others. We will follow the master charge. And I think about this morning in Sunday school how Paul was charging Timothy to be a faithful servant, to stand for the truth, to stand for the gospel. So I ask you now to bow with me in prayer. Lord God, we come to say thank you for Jesus. Lord, we thank you that he is the head of this body at Haven. And we thank you, Lord, that he is with us no matter what difficult press into our lives. Thank you for reassuring us his presence and his precious promise to be with always. Give us, Lord, the grace and the opportunity to witness to others and to teach the truth of your word to all who will come that we come in contact with, Lord. To your praise and glory, we love you, Lord, for there is no one like unto you. Thank you for being our Lord and God. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God people say, Amen.